When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's our first tripe supper in an absolute eternity and one we've been promising to do for weeks on end. So seeing as though we're all in the office today, uh, we made it an, an absolute must. Uh, there's plenty to talk about. We're going to uh, start ahead of the game at L- MK Dons talking about what's gone wrong. I'm probably dramatising it a bit too much there, but three games without a win. Uh, what's changed? I think Borough just stopped scoring goals. It's pretty much as simple as that. Um... It's, I mean, Borough aren't a team that create a lot of chances anyway. I don't think anyone would, you know, you, you think about the opposition opposition keeper doesn't tend to have to make worldy after worldy to keep Borough Burr, Burr more of a clinical machine. They break teams down, the opposition runs out of patience. A bit like the Derby game, where Borough just wore them down and then when the chance came, they took it. And the problem at the moment is when the chances come, they're not taking them or not taking them often enough. We saw Kike's miss at Bristol City. Yeah. And Suez header against Nottingham Forest, they were both guilt edged chances that should have been put away. And then you're talk, probably talking about a completely different three games. But but haven't been at the best. I don't think anyone could pretend they have been. Probably since that derby match. Um, think about the Burnley Cup tie. Although Borough made changes for that match, it wasn't really a vintage performance, was it? And then you you know after that. Um, I mean, I personally thought Borough did okay at Brentford. I thought there was a little bit, a lot, a little bit of negativity around after that match. But I thought Borough played well mm. down there. It was, a, it was a typical away performance, and they grabbed it one nil. You don't have to play well every week. You just have to win the tough games. But since then, there's been a worrying lack of, for me, just a worrying lack of creativity in those forward positions. It's been a bit of a theme. But when Borough don't score, it becomes a big issue. And even Karanka said in his press comments before the MK Dons match. He says purely and simply, we're not creating enough chances. And when he says that, you've got to believe him. And it's intensity as well. It, it has been flat. But can we just move the focus back to the other end of the pitch for, for a moment? Yeah, obviously not scoring goals is, is a bad thing. But I think the problem is actually partly to do with the fact that we've, we've been missing Ben Gibson and, and the Danny Ayala axis. And that has underpinned so much of the solidity throughout the, the, the good run, not just this year, but going back last year, was it... 41 times they've played together in the league and lost once. Mm. Uh, I mean, that we shouldn't overlook that. The fact that there is a, a solid defence gives everyone else confidence and maybe feeds a bit more into uh, more patience about the game if the, the rest of the team believe that you know we're not going to leak. Uh, as soon as uh, that, that pairing is removed, Borough do seem to creak. Uh, it's partly because the, the players that come in don't have that understanding week in, week out, understanding that the others do. Uh, as soon as you start jiggling it around and uh, you're playing people out of position in, in a very, very important department, uh, and I think that kind of undermines the the air of invincibility. Uh, I'm not surprised that the, the, the wobble has come at a time when two of the key players, often unsung heroes, have been out. I think that as football fans, you know ourselves included, we we always kind of get very high after a, a run of good results and get very low after a, a run of kind of poor results. And I remember after that Brentford game um, that Phil mentioned, I think Borough were six points 
uh, clear with a game in hand at the top of the table. And we were all kind of, I remember we were sat there saying, well, when do we, you know, when do we saw the top of the bus? And we were then, actually arguing over the route. Exactly, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you fast forward kind of three weeks and then you're, you're thinking, well, hang on, where's, you know, are we going to, you know, dare we say it, where, where are they going to finish? I think that you've just got to take it all with a little bit of, you've got to take a step back and look really I mean yeah Borough aren't at the creative best at the minute but you know they, they go th- everyone goes through that you look at you, know, you look at the other teams I think at the minute it's only really Burnley that are going on a, a run I saw mentioned it today the fact that Middlesbrough are going on this run yet if they win it mate, Milton Keynes um, on Tuesday night they go three points clear at the top of the table yeah. it happens uh, as, as far as crises go coming from behind to get a draw that puts you joint top is not the worst situation we've been in. And, and you mentioned there, everyone goes through it. I mean, every promotion campaign I can remember, there's been a wobble. And, you know, we had Brian Robson here last week celebrating his promotion campaign. And if we think back to about the same time of, of, of that, that uh, season... Borough stopped scoring goals. Mm. They hit a real brick wall. And until Uwe Fuchs arrived to give them a bit of a kickstart, you know, the, the pack were closing in really, really quickly. I think Vic makes an important point touching on the defence because Borough are a team that edge get tight games, let's face it. They don't win 4-0 every week and not many teams do, but they're not a Manchester United under Alex Ferguson, a swashbuckling type of team, or a Newcastle under Kevin Keegan, you win some 4-3, you draw 3-3. They're a 1-0 setup. it's the Mourinho way, it's the Carranca way. And you think there's a good few examples this season where Borough have just edged a tight game by the skin of the teeth. And you do that in a championship mm-hmm. campaign. You think of QPR at home, a dreadful match, which Borough needed a last-minute penalty to win. Sheffield Wednesday, just after Christmas, you know, that was a pretty near-run thing in the end. Even games against teams like Rotherham ended up being 1-0, I think, if memory serves. So, Borough aren't a team that you can look back through the first half of the season and say they won that 3-0, they won that 2-0. Two, two They're pretty much... One, when they've won, it's been by the odd goal. So the moment you stop scoring at one end, and as Vic says, start let, letting in the odd goal at the other end, it changes the whole dynamic. I mean, Phil, Phil is right. I mean, what the only thing that's changed. I mean, if you look back at that Brentford game, I remember we were all sat around and saying, you know, it's fashionable to win one nil now. Uh, what has changed since then is the bringing in the nine million pound striker, and then obviously after deadline day, obviously Teesside was buzzing, and that expectation. Then I heard it on a radio phone in last week is that oh now Borough can go and hammer teams, they can go and hammer teams and put four or five goals past, and they're not set up like that. Then Borough I mean, aren't the set up like that. Is it? If Rhodes was in on Saturday, you know, I think I wrote today if Robert Lewandowski was leading the line, it mm. wouldn't have made a world of no, difference because no. Borough simply didn't create, and I and I think you know. I would, I would class myself as an optimist, but I think the danger of looking at the league table and thinking, well, well we're, we're, you know, if we win, we're three points clear, that's true, and that is a great position with a game in hand. But Borough should have been away and gone now. With that run yeah. of games coming up, with Bristol City, Forest and Blackburn, and with the, goal, with the, with the gap Borough already had, they should well, have been away and gone at the top. Well, to dip into your sport, athletics, the Borough are like a, a, a front runner who've almost competing against themselves. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. as though, you, I, I feel with Borough, if they played it at the best, the rest of the division might as well pack up now. Yeah. Um, it's as though that it's Karanka and, and, and his coaches are trying to find a, way, a group of players that can fulfil its potential because I don't think many people would argue that Borough have played as well as they possibly can I think they've got the strongest squad in the division I think when they play well like they did against Brighton they're, they're, they're formidable frankly mm-hmm. or even the shot against Man United they can play against well organised Premier League teams it's almost as though they're defeating themselves in some respect because 
you, you feel there's another 15% to come from that group of players. I think it's not really alluded to that often, but I actually think if you look at this time last season and what Borough went through then and, and you know the pain of just missing out, that probably is playing in a couple of other people's minds because if you look at the ri- direct rivals now, you're looking at Hull, who have you know, been there, done it and got out of the Championship. You're looking at Burnley, who are now on a run, who have done it. And Borough probably are having a little look and thinking, well, hang on, we had a couple of dodgy kind of results back in the last season. We got so close. We are we going to do it again? I think they just need a little bit of luck. And I think that I think the down comes down to creativity. The shackles need to come off a little bit. I think tomorrow night is a perfect opportunity because I think MK Dons will play right into Borough's hands. They'll they'll try and swarm over Borough. And we saw at the Riverside. I mean, Borough were frustrated for a good hour, but. It was always coming, wasn't it? Well, Paul, sorry, Paul Lambert spoke what you were saying there about kind of getting over the line and, and when it starts to get into the players' minds. And he was saying that's when your big players need to step forward. Borough aren't short of, of characters and players with that nous and experience, are they? Well, we know that the, the, the drive within the, the club is incredible and the determination is incredible. I, I don't think that anything that happened last season will play on the players' minds because I, I think players and all athletes have a different mindset to supporters. Supporters always think about the past. I think players don't. I think once a game's gone, they're immediately focused on the next match and the preparation for the next game. And uh, Certainly the, the, the management are like that. There are some big characters in the dressing room. You know, We know that. And there are people who've played at very, very high levels who'd be more than used to having pressure to win. And... We welcomed the pressure at the start of the season. You know, the pressure to be favourites, the pressure to be leading from the front, and that fueled the the first the drive through the first half of the season. I don't think that's gone. I think we've had a wobble. There's been a few changes in the team structure. Uh, it happens, and it's about you know picking yourself up and getting back back on with it and and playing to your potential. I don't think the players will be unnecessarily worried. I mean, clearly, as as supporters, you worry because yeah, oh, what you know, what if, what if, and I think there's always a danger of projecting your own personality or or your own prejudices onto any situation and think, oh no, the wheels have fallen off. But Borough in a healthy position. I mean, they have they've got two games in hand over Burnley. If Borough win at MK Dons, then suddenly everything looks quite rosy again. I think this but it is it is getting that you know. Getting the kickstart and get firing again, yeah. and getting a little bit of the belief going. I guess you'll find out whether Borough, not not just luck, but whether the squad's good enough to cope in the next couple of weeks. Because you've potentially got Ledbetter and or Clayton suspended. You've got Danny Ayala injured. You've got George Friend injured, and you've got uncertainty in the attacking midfield positions and up front. All of the outfield areas of the pitch are a little bit in flux at the moment. Now, in the past, Borough have come through those. They've managed to find a way. And it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you take Danny Ayala and George Fend out of the back four. That's two of your most reliable, nailed-on players. You could possibly, as Vic says, the defence has always been rock yeah. solid. You take Grant Ledbetter or Adam Clayton out of that defensive midfield positions, or worst-case scenario, both of them, then you, then you really are looking at the fundamental backbone of the team being affected. And we still don't know, do we, to this day, what the best attacking midfield trio is, which we come back to every week. So you potentially... If Borough come through that, which I've no doubt they're quite well capable of doing, we'll, we'll be in a hugely better position in a couple of weeks' time. But that could be a testing time. And there are new new players who we haven't seen yet. Yeah. So there are, there are elements to, to throw into the mix. I mean, there's reasons for optimism there as well. I mean, you can say that Ramirez hasn't played much football this year, but he has played in the World Cup and he has played 50-odd games in the Premier League, so he's no muck. 
with that in mind then, with the new players, I mean, there was kind of eyebrows raised in some senses that they weren't in, but then I think there was an expectation that Rhodes would be on the bench, wasn't it? There was Ramirez was a surprise there. Will there be any MK Dons, do you think? I would expect Rhodes to, to play at uh, MK Dons, and possibly Ramirez as well. Uh, I've just done a piece looking at uh, Karanka's history over the last two and a half years, and he very, very rarely puts a player straight in unless there's an injury forcing, the, forcing his, his hand. Uh, I mean, the likes of Shea Given went straight in, but that was because Jason Steele was injured, and that's why he was brought in in the first place. He likes to have them sat on the bench for a couple of games to look at the shape, uh, look at the, the system. Uh, he likes to, to get them in training for two or three weeks so he can get them up to the intensity and, and they can understand a little bit about the philosophy and become ingrained in the mentality that, that runs through the club, which is that the shape, the system, the machine is more important than individuals. Some people might look at that and say, well, that's not a good thing because you want the flair and you want people to go out there and be individuals, but that's not the way this team's set up. So I wouldn't expect Karanka to rush people in, but I do think Rhodes will, will start having seen that he livened up the, the, the last 20 minutes when he came off the bench. And he has been playing every week, so he's going to be sharp. He's yeah, actually Nugent, though, wouldn't he? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you want to use it, just, just on purely on who deserves to start, the guy who, uh, you know, it's great cross by Suey, but the guy who scored Burroughs' crucial equaliser and ran himself into the ground with virtually no service... You could, he'll be sat there thinking, well, what do I have to do? Mm. So, well, it's, 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 interesting. it's a big test for Aitor because he, he has always said, you know, it's the, pe- the player who's, who's doing best, best doing yeah. it. You know, once you're in the team, you've got to fight to keep your shirt. And if you haven't got a shirt, you've got to work in training. So he, he set his stall out on, in terms of how he selects players. It'd be interesting to see if maybe he wavers a little bit and, and does put some of the new boys I think in. this is a stage of the season where Borough probably need a little bit of the rub of the green. As you said, there's so much uncertainty of who's going to play where. If we all picked a team now, we'd probably come up with a different team at play at MK. Well, we Don. did, didn't we? We, 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 did the, we pretty yeah. much did. But all, I mean, if, you, if he throws one player in and then they go on a run and score kind of four and six, four and seven, that player, that's the little bit of luck, the little bit of tactical luck that you've got and then you've got the, the consistency in the yeah. team and the, the performances kind of go from that. The longer it goes on where Middlesbrough aren't kind of being that creative in the final third, the tinkering will continue to happen until he gets it right and really it's crucial that it, it's sooner rather than later. So you've got, do they get it right? You've got two teams, haven't you? You've got two teams who are going to be playing, MK Dons mm. and Leeds, mm. who aren't particularly good at the back. So you think Borough could exploit that? Mm. You know, going back to the point, you know, you think well, if Borough can't score goals against those kinds, and I accept Borough the away team, so the onus is, isn't necessarily on them. But you think well, if you can't score against them, then you are starting to get a bit concerned. You've done the bit, Phil, looking at kind of the players in behind. Who it's kind of the weekly, uh, the weekly lottery was. I think you, yeah. you know, it, mm. we don't know what's coming there. What, what, how do you foresee going forward that that that'll play out you know how do you think do you think Ramirez will be central and downing out the left will Stuani keep hold on the right and Adoma miss out or, or will it be a case of fiddling to suit depending on the opposition the hand on hand, I honestly don't know I really don't know which because, is the point you because, made, because I think I, because I'm not sure if you put a you know, million dollar question whether I talk Karanka exactly knows the make the, the fact that it changes nearly every week suggests he doesn't know mm. does is, it? Is, well, I think it does yeah because no one's nailed down a position We've tried Fabrini in the number 10 position. He's been allowed to go. Tomlin last season was deemed not quite up to the mark. We saw Vossen playing in there. We've seen Downing playing in there. We've seen Kike Sola playing in there. We'll probably see Gaston Ramirez playing in there. 
Now, I don't believe for a second that if Aitor Karanka was confident one man could do the job he wanted in the number 10 position, he wouldn't play every week in the way George Fend always plays at left back, the way that Adam Clayton and Grant Ledbetter always play together. So, you know, the way that Dimmy plays in goal, he doesn't, I don't think he changes it to be clever. I think he changes it because he's just searching for a. It's, to me, this is just my view from the outside, he's searching for a combination of players who could make that goal scorer score regularly and also chip in themselves. And the fact that so many different permutations have been tried this season and last says to me he really hasn't found the method. I, 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 don't think he's, he, I don't think he's tinkering because he doesn't know. I think he's t- he changes the system to suit the opposition. Because that's what system co- every week. No, the, the, the skill set of individuals... Uh, Depending on what the fullbacks are like, you know how slow or fast the opposition are, and I think that's why he changes it because he's a coach, and that's how coaches approach it as a as a tactical and strategic puzzle, rather than you know some people some managers pick their team and stick with it unless they're forced to change. But I, I think he thinks about the situation in an academic way. I think but that's what the players, you know, you're in the championship, you've got Downing, Ramirez, Rhodes, Adomar yeah. Ostuani. I'd look at that and think, let them worry about us. Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. think Phil's point is quite an interesting one. Cranker comes up with a, you know, he receives quite a lot of flack, I think, from, from fans and maybe rightly so, you know, whatever, um, about kind of tinkering the system and all this kind of thing. But if you look at his, his four big summer signings, you're looking at Stuani, Downing, De Penner and Nugent and you can make a case and say all four of them have blown very hot and cold all season and so if, if one of them did put five, six you know, runner games together then I, I kind of would agree with Phil that I would expect them to be in every week I think Stuani's injury came at a terrible time yeah, I, don't, I still don't think he's ever fully recovered from that I don't think he's been regularly in the team to recover from that especially um, and I still think it's blatantly obvious that he needs to play centrally but well I'm, 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 I would Put good money on it that Depenny was the last piece of the jigsaw to me. He, he he was in to play on the left to allow Downing to play in the middle and Stuani or Adoma to play on the right with with Nugent up front or Kike uh, Garcia up front. I'm, that's just my opinion again. I think that's how everyone saw it fitting in, particularly Aitor Karanka. The fact that Depenny just hasn't been able to get to grips with English football has been the real elephant in the room. It's, it's, it's the it, one reason why everything else hasn't it, worked It is for me. interesting that they were looking at Alex Pritchard yeah. Yeah. on deadline day. Because yeah. I mean, that would have been a solution. I mean, I, yeah. I've said before, I think that's where there's, the problem is, well, is on the left side. Yeah. And that was obviously an attempt to resolve that. Pritchard's a fine player as well, isn't he? Especially in the Championship. Um, on deadline day, the, uh, and the transfer window... It spoke about players coming in. What about those going out? Fabrini was expected, wasn't it? Kike, did that did that come as a surprise at all? Uh, I don't. I mean, clearly with Rhodes coming in, this Kike drops down one in, in the the pecking order, and um, bringing Kike Solar in, who can also play as a striker and we're told as a number ten, probably made it competition for being third in the pecking order. So I can see how he would want to leave. It's Giovanni as well, isn't it? And possibly yeah. you can see how, having spent quite a bit in the transfer window, a little bit of book balancing helped as well. And I'm just glad that he's gone abroad rather than to a rival club in the Championship and started scoring goals. I've just about wiped away the tears from Kike's letter uh, last week. Uh, but I, th- I was saying last week, I actually think he's been pretty unlucky, Kike. Uh, I think yeah, that he started both seasons pretty well, 
if you remember, he's back in his first season, he scored in his debut, didn't he? And then he went to Bolton, scored the winner there, and all of a sudden he was on a run. And then he kind of, a little bit of a drop of form, and then obviously the likes of Vossen and, and Bamford eventually coming in and taking the league, certainly Bamford by storm, um, kind of saw him drop out the picture. And again, he started this season well, to, in fairness to him. You know, he, he scored obviously a couple against Bolton, he scored at Derby, and you think, here you go, you've got, you've, he's going to get up and running now. But then, unfortunately for him, Nugent comes in, he's pushed out again, and he, he looks like a form player, and it's unfortunate that Borough just couldn't you know, couldn't really give him a run of games. Because we saw in the three games that I he played over Christmas yeah, that if you put a run of games together, he can, he's, a, he's a player. But I just think that he's kind of a little bit of a, a victim of fortune, really, on, on that account. Well, I think, I think this will be it's really interesting when, now that Rhodes is here, we'll, because we'll be able to put to bed once and for all whether it's the strikers or the system. Yeah. Yeah. Because if Rhodes comes in and, and scores a goal every other game or more, playing in pretty much the key case Garcia role or the Nugent role, whatever you want to call it, the lone striker role, the Danny Graham, the Curtis Main role <laughs> even, if he scores goals, then you can say a really genuine goal scorer can make it work. And to yeah. be fair to Bamford, and I know he didn't always play up front, but he scored his share of goals. Yeah. But apart from that, you could say playing up front from, for Burroughs is a striker's graveyard because the system doesn't, Create doesn't give you enough chances to to be prolific. I mean, we're talking about two chance, two shots on target per game for the last three games, and even I saw Karanka. The first time I've ever heard him say that, admitted Burrow lacked creativity at the moment, and that's unlike him because he might say we lack intensity. You know, where maybe he's not quite on our game, but I've never heard him. I don't think say that we're just not creating enough, and I think he even he's concerned that whoever plays up front is just having to run themselves into the ground. I mentioned earlier Nugent. Must have been out on his. But you've, we've seen it, haven't we? Yeah. Where he's kind of looked to the look to the skies and yeah. thinks he's just ran himself into the. Deck. So I mean, if Rhodes still scores goals in the system, then you've got to say a good striker can make it work. But, but if, it, if but if but if a guy who's the top scorer in the championship over the last whatever is it five years can't score for Borough, then you think. Nobody's going to score. If anyone can, he yeah. can. If can. you look at the system last year, Patrick Bamford scored 19 goals, so you can yeah. score goals in the system. Yeah. It just depends what type of player you are. Stuani, before he got injured, he had so what, eight or nine goals? And in the second half, from the, right, the from, from the right, like Bamford did. So there's goals in the system, it's just whether the pieces that Borough have actually fit into yeah, it You probably. have to ask, would Rhodes have scored the one that Kike missed at Bristol? Well, yeah. Probably. He'd hope so. Would, <laughs> he, would he have scored the, the two one-on-ones that David Nugent mm. squandered in January? All strikers missed chances. Well, Paul, Paul, Paul Wheelock from the Lancashire Telegraph after the game had said that the funny thing there is at Blackburn there's kind of this understanding that it, that it was time to allow him to move on. The team needs to flush it out and blah, blah, blah. But he said... The irony is they'd have won that game on Saturday yeah, if yeah. Rhodes was playing because he just stood away. Well, chance, yeah. that chance in the last minute that he, that he put wide, Borough could have been looking at a defeat. There. Phil, Phil is right, but if you look at Jordan Rhodes, he's played on his own and he's played in a two and everywhere he's been he's scored goals. Now, if he does struggle to score goals at Middlesbrough, then you do have to seriously think, well, so what's going on here? But I see, no, I see nothing that suggests that he won't score goals, regardless of what system Borough play. I think he's a... He certainly looked, looked lively in his 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, if, if there's a better striker in the championship, I've not seen him. We're finishing on a positive. Cheers for that, fellas. Thank Much you. appreciated.